Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, well, for me anyway, is that we have a very special DPP this week. Are you aware of this? Our disappearing patron party on Friday, for anybody who is a party-level patron, October 1st, the first Friday. Um, Do you know, did I tell you this, that we have a special guest on the DPP? You did tell me, but it slips my mind who it is. I'll tell you, it is, who is the number one just... Always surprisingly, the number one swap cast download numbers that we ever get from the beginning. Just truth or theory. Correct. So a fan favorite and very humorous. At least E. Willie will be there. And he is he is just keeps the, uh, you know, he keeps his silliness coming, but he's smart. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. And talk to those guys in a while. It will be fun. Yeah, I think so. And uh, so be sure if you're a party level patron. Just um, I already posted the link. I'll send it out again later in the week, but be there or be square. And that's the that's the fun for the day, because now we have to fall into the rabbit hole of covid and vaccines and just it's just that, another uh, vaccine Monday. Yeah, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. So led by the not commander in chief, unless called into actual service, President Biden. Go. Or alleged President Biden. I'm not even sure of that. Well, <laughs> not my president. He came out and was doing a press conference today. It was a very short and sweet press conference, and he was answering all his questions through a mask, so you couldn't understand a word he was saying. But he did play his role as the leading front man for the pharmaceutical companies, and he rolled up his sleeve and he got his Pfizer booster live for all Americans to see. So he did his job well, and then he kind of mumbled some questions, answers to questions as he got it. Then he just kind of stumbled off the screen. And we all got to see a perfect demonstration of what someone who's over 65 or someone who is immunocompromised is supposed to do now that the booster shot is ready. And he said he had no side effects from his first two, you know, because he's, he's a big, tough guy. So his first two vaccines, no side effects for him. So he doesn't expect to have any side effects for the booster shot as well. But it's just an onslaught of vaccine-themed news that have come with this. And that was just kind of leading the way. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I did want to mention with him, like, I this was a point I had last week, but... I just didn't get to it was that this idea that he is this doddering old fool, that he's like your geriatric commander in chief, whatever. And I feel like that he should be presiding over this, the digital iron curtain descending around the world that it's, it's almost it almost gets you off your guard to think of him as the. I feel like that's part of the psyop of him being a doddering old fool, whether he is or not. That is part of the role he's playing. And I think it's because it disarms people. You're not really afraid of it's like the stay puffed marshmallow man in Ghostbusters. Like, who's the one person like you wouldn't really be afraid of having a world ending cosmic storm? It's the stay puffed marshmallow. He's the stay puffed marshmallow man of uh, technocratic tyranny. Yeah, he just seems completely non-threatening, and he's saying a bunch of things that would be terrifying if they came out of a more intimidating voice. Yes, uh, I did. I did want to before we got to the next um, vaccine-related story. 
I noticed that there was a an article in CNN on the front page, which absolutely read like a big pharma ad, the whole thing. And we all know that there have been therapeutics that have emerged along the way that have been absolutely demonized by the press, absolutely demonized. And that it's kind of a wonder why it's like you kind of smell a rat with this like don't do hydroxychloroquine don't do ivermectin it'll kill you don't do it don't do it. we're not allowed to do it they're not allowed yeah. to do it for the first time ever off label stuff is not the pharmacy won't do it that is not the way it used to work so i'm reading this article and it goes to this uh, it talks about some new therapeutics one of which is molnupiravir and it's it's this I, I was like kind of confused by it. I'm like, what kind of a drug is this? And apparently it's a pro drug. It's a drug that doesn't actually deliver the drug. Maybe it gets your it's a, a pro drug is technically, according to Wiki, a medication that metabolizes into the drug instead of just being the drug. Like as your body breaks it down, it becomes the thing that's supposed to be the drug. But what this particular one does is it has a an RNA um, type element to it that it's mm, it's an experimental antiviral, which it introduces copying errors during viral RNA replication. So it definitely seems like a gene oriented drug because I was thinking like maybe the only therapeutics they want are gene therapy drugs. So I looked into it and it does seem to smack of that. But what I didn't expect to find but did find was that in April 2020, a whistleblower complaint was filed by the then head of the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, BARDA, of the U.S. government. He was the head of it. And he said, there is something very fishy about this drug. I will not push this forward. The The guy who runs the company is in cahoots with one of the um, guys on the government side. And I really have ethical concerns because similar drugs have resulted in severe, severe uh, side effects, including causing reproductive toxicity in animals and offspring from treated animals have been born without teeth and without parts of their skulls. Jeez. So, yeah, so this thing is like a serious, like messes with the genetics of sometimes of the patient not just of the virus. And he and he was, they say it was not retaliatory, but he was then removed from his position. And it was the little article I found about it from April 2020 had him, it was like a Trump thing. It was supposed to be Trump um, malfeasance. However, it never really went anywhere under Trump from what I can tell, but the Biden administration is putting $3 billion as part of the, Amer quote, American rescue plan into therapeutics like this and to have an antiviral development strategy. So they're going to get the money under Biden. This is what I'm going to call the Trump-Biden pharma continuum. And similarly, so when I was digging into this guy who blew the whistle, Bright, his name was, it's an Emory research project, by the way, that drug. Also, remdesivir has a fishy backstory. I, I didn't know what to make of the conflicting reports from the U.S. 
um, FDA and the World Health Organization or about remdesivir, but it basically two out of three of the, the reports I'm reading here, remdesivir has absolutely no impact whatsoever. And then I've also read anecdotal reports and observed it personally in that people can crash after getting it. So you only get it in the hospital. You only get it in an IV. So if you go to the hospital, you know, somebody went to the hospital and then crashed, got worse after they got there. See if they got remdesivir. Like I would proceed with caution on that. I would do your own research on that. Uh, Anyway, so I just thought it was really, I mean, it's really getting out of control that when you see these ads, that that article in CNN didn't mention any of this, clearly not journalism, absolutely looked like an ad. The drug that they're pushing, they'll never push something that's off patent, cheap, easy to get to. They only ever want to push the stuff that's new. If it goes off patent, sometimes then the lawsuits will emerge so that the stuff that's off patent, that's cheap, then gets smeared in the press. I mean, once you see these patterns emerging, you can kind of see what to look for. And I'll put the links in the show notes, but that this definitely, I smell a big old rat on this one. It sounds like it. I know that remdesivir was one they were pushing early on when they were as instead of hydroxychloroquine, it was yeah, that one. And Fauci has something to do with it, right? And Trump got COVID, went to the hospital, got remdesivir, he came out, he was fine. And, and I had a doctor say to me, well, you know, real Democrat say, well, he is rich and he has access to remdesivir, the gold standard or whatever, like when you get those kind of drugs. But it's just not it's not the World Health Organization disagrees with that assessment. And the other onslaught of vaccine news that we had today is a lot of it is coinciding with New York, with that female governor. Thank you, Andrew Cuomo, for providing <laughs> us with that. Yeah. Does she have a name? The first female governor. That's what I like uh, to call her because Andrew Cuomo was responsible for her getting that yeah, job. Maybe she was responsible for him. Hogel is her name. Getting. So New York, their vaccination mandates was kicking in today for the healthcare workers and tens of thousands of them are potentially going to lose their job for refusal to get the vaccine. Now, that's a lot of healthcare workers to be refusing to get the vaccine. I'm sure some of them just are against the policy, and maybe they are vaccinated, but that's still a lot of healthcare workers. But her solution for that is to bring in medically trained National Guard troops. So that's that'll be fun up in New oh, York City. Yeah. yeah. And this also coincides with the deadline for New York City educators to get the vaccine that would have required everybody who works in the schools to be to be vaccinated however a judge has halted that order and this brings the lawsuits that go ahead yeah october 1st is a real red letter date for a lot a lot of mandates yes and with these lawsuits playing out now because the teachers unions and the healthcare unions are now going to be battling these in courts they already are and uh arguments right now are it violates the religious rights but there's a new argument that has emerged and that new argument is that a potential alternative to being vaccinated is natural immunity <laughs> that it would provide more more protection than actual the vaccination would and what these arguments are going to be based on is they're going to be based on these new studies that are coming out the evidence coming from places like israel from the cleveland clinic from washington university that indicates that natural immunity does in fact provide more protection than vaccinated immunity or vaccine induced immunity and now there's arguments on both sides but you can read all these studies i know cheryl atkinson has a whole bunch of them that show that natural immunity is strong on her page and i'll also link these but the the study in israel is a studied almost seven hundred thousand people and it found that people People who recovered from a prior COVID infection 
and remained unvaccinated were 27 times less mm-hmm. likely to experience symptomatic reinfection from the Delta variant. Wow. And that's a pretty strong argument in court. And the, the counter argument, the one that they're pointing to right now, is going to be that there's precedent that you can mandate these vaccines at the federal level. There is precedent. They say what that is there's it? like a, it's a 1905 case. Yeah, that. No, that is not. Yeah, I know. That's it what they work. say. But all it was was that you would have to pay a fine if you didn't get it. Well, that's it, different. And with this new information coming out about the natural immunity, I would argue, and I think people will argue, that that case doesn't even apply. It's not even a natural precedent because of the modern technology. You see, back then, you could not confirm whether or not somebody had a prior infection. They could not prove that they had natural immunity. Now, you can actually do that. So I, I, I would watch out a little bit for that because, I mean, like, I'm not totally in favor of that standard because your antibodies, and I know this because I'm probably probably have celiac disease, but they cannot test for it because if you're not actually being exposed to gluten, the antibodies do not register on the blood test. So I was exposed to COVID. I had the antibodies. I got an antibody test, but that was about more than six months ago. So if I got another test, it might not come up. However, if I were exposed to COVID, I would likely mount an autoimmune or an immune response And then maybe I would test positive for antibodies again, but you can't, I would not prefer to use that as a test. I think this is, I I don't want to give to them the right to make me prove that I don't have to get something injected into my blood. Yeah. And this does allude to that because it does say that not everybody is able to show those antibodies, but those who can show those antibodies are likely going to make those arguments in court saying that this precedent case does not apply to them and therefore they should not have to get the mandated vaccine. Now, private companies are doing something similar in that they are incorporating natural immunity into their own rules. So earlier this month, a Michigan-based healthcare provider is called Spectrum Health. They became one of the first major employers in the country to offer its workers proof of natural immunity immunity as a temporary alternative to the vaccine as well. So. Actually, anyone who has a has had a positive PCR test should that should be they were exposed yeah. to it and they don't have it. Right. So that's what that they should be enough. That, yeah. They, they take a They'll positive accept PC- any history of a PCR test, positive PCR test. It says the company will accept a positive antibody test within the past three months, coupled with either a positive PCR test or antigen test for COVID-19 as proof oh. of immunity. Coupled with? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot. As a matter of fact, out here, when I got sick, they told me not to get a PCR test. I've never had a PCR test, but I've had the answer. I Clearly, I had it. I knew I had it. Anyway, wow. Okay. So the NBA is also getting involved in the, the vaccine. Where apparently the NBA didn't know this. They're at war with the unvaccinated players. And the leader of the unvaccinated faction of the NBA, the villainous unvaccinated faction, is, of course, none other than flat earth considerer. Kyrie Irvin of the Brooklyn Nets. I thought that was Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry. Oh, no, flat. He was the moon landing guy. Yeah. So, yeah, Kyrie Irvin gets demonized all the time because Kyrie Irvin's always been kind of a contrarian. And he considered, well, maybe the Earth isn't round one time. And, of course, they blasted him as a horrible conspiracy theorist. Well, today is the media day at the NBA. And the players are typically required to go to media day. But he was not there because there is a requirement for vaccination. Now, he doesn't say what his status is, but he, when asked about the about his vaccine status, he just said that it is his, his own personal choice and they should they should respect his choice. And his his teammate, Kevin Durant, said it's on him. You just got to respect his his privacy on that. And so 
what what's going on is there's other players as well. There's like a handful of players who are challenging it. They they don't want to get the vaccine. Another one is was Kyle Wiggins. Uh, he plays for the Golden State Warriors. Andrew might, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. That's right. He might not be able to play because he requested to get an exemption and they did not give it to him. They didn't give him a religious exemption. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that in uh, the XR segment about what happens if you ask for a, an exemption and you don't get one. Like just an opinion thing. Yeah. So, and here's how they demonize Irving here. This is the Rolling Stones. They say that uh, Rolling Stone revealed that Irvin, a vice president on the executive committee of the Players Union, has been following and liking social media posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims the vaccine is part of a satanic scheme to connect black people to a master computer and that the misinformation campaign has spread across multiple locker rooms. Is this is Rolling Stone magazine or yeah. the Rolling Stone? Oh, okay. Rolling Stone magazine. Ugh. It says around 50 or 60 care? players, 50 what? or 60 players have not received a single dose of the vaccine as training camp approaches. Have LeBron doesn't say anything about LeBron in here. Did he show up at the press conference? That's a good question. I I think he did. Speaking of press conferences, did you see the Ryder Cup press conference last night? No. So the U.S. plays Europe in golf, I guess, and they do this, the Ryder Cup. I don't think money's at stake or anything, but it's like, you know, very rivalrous and people get all excited. So... I guess supposedly they did not realize that there was going to be a press conference and they all got blitzkrieg, just <laughs> completely effed up. And I would have thought they would have called it because the guys showed up with drinks in their hands, bottles of champagne, cigars, and they and they did the whole press conference, which was like a half an hour long. It was my husband was in the background just laughing his ass off. I just couldn't stay engaged because I don't really know the personalities. But there were a couple of pretty funny Moments, including Dustin Johnson, who I guess is considered an old timer, even though he's still in his 30s. But he looks he looks a little worse for the wear. And apparently he's a huge party or so. I don't know. Is the press it annoyed me that the press kind of like got in on the fun and tried to make it jokey. But they asked him, like, if he was going to be able to party as hard as his younger teammates. And I think he said absolutely. I'm <laughs> sure he said absolutely. Next question. But. And he's no looker. This guy is now fascinating to me because he's married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Are you familiar with Paulina? She's hot. She's ridiculous. She's She's Instagram model. Too hot. Yeah, she's a, a little bit too hot. I know that doesn't sound like a thing, but it's almost like borderline too much. You know, I just it's just a little too much for me. But anyway, so. Whatever he's got working, apparently. It Golfers like to party, from my experience. I guess so. Maybe, maybe you know, they, this they is all... This what you do. You drink all day when you play golf. It lends itself to it. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't, I don't think those guys are drinking while they're playing. Well, not them. But when they're not playing professionally and not playing for money, I guarantee you they're getting blasted on the course. No, I think they practice every day. Like they, they take it seriously. But it's just who I've golfed with. I've never golfed and not had oh, alcohol yeah. be involved. Well, how good are the people you're golfing with? Most of them are terrible. Some of them are. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Like the <laughs> people who take it seriously, like professional golfers yeah. are taking it. Well, like right. Professional yeah, I know. When, they, when they're engaged in the athletic competition and they're practicing, they're definitely going to be taking it seriously. But yeah, well, I didn't see anybody activity. on the stage who was not drinking. It's not like people who play basketball casually or having beers while they're playing basketball. But golf is one where you do. Yes, I think it's definitely possible. And I, I, I think that the real casual for sure, for sure are out there drinking. But these guys do take 
take, I mean, it's obvious they take it seriously, but it did not look like anyone there was not drinking from what I could tell. <laughs> Maybe the old guy who the captain striker, I forget his name. Anyway, should we give shout outs to our sponsors now? Or would you like to offer one more little story? With the Mind Your Own Business Act? <laughs> yes. I think this is a, given the details of it, there's always broader implications, but Marco Rubio, of all people, he introduced what he dubbed the Mind Your Own Business Act earlier or last week that would challenge corporate spending that uses shareholder dollars for woke social policy actions. So this is a direct competition with the ESG Great Reset model. So it says the legislation dubbed the Mind Your Own Business Act was introduced the past Thursday in response to large corporations taking political positions that potentially counter shareholder beliefs. That's what we've been talking about, is they're doing stuff for the, quote, stakeholders, despite what the shareholders might want. And Rubio pointed to the controversial actions taken by companies like Nike and Coca-Cola that relied on their consumer prominence to take political stands like and he said gillette i don't know if you remember the gillette company i do where they, have, they, they cost the parent company billions of dollars worth of revenue following backlash over their 2019 commercial about toxic masculinity and rubio argued that his legislation will empower shareholders to take action when a company follows the latest woke marxist fads boycotting a boycotting a state denying services to politically disfavored groups or remaking their workforces and to advance concepts like critical race theory. And the legislation would require the corporations to prove that any political stances taken were for the benefit of, of the shareholders. What do you think of that legislation? Uh, I hate legislation that, <laughs> that restricts, that controls business at all. I yeah. just don't I just don't buy it. And usually regulatory, any any kind of stuff like that favors the incumbent. I think this gives I think it could actually help the whole ESG Great Reset thing by requiring these corporations to prove the political stances were taken to benefit the shareholders, then that's gonna help them get creative in their justification of whatever these woke policies are, which would give you no recourse to fight them. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's a setup for to benefit the Seems ESG like and be. the incumbents. I mean, mostly what, yeah, why they should. I I think that it's outrageous that the that companies do take political stands. It is a violation of their fiduciary duty. But if they are, if it's fascism, then politics is business. <laughs> right. and, you know what I mean? Like they could just prove that there's fascism, and then they they win. Yeah, that's true. I mean, no, it's it's really it's this backdoor fascism. It's messed up. So, and there's something else that's messed up, which I will tell you about as the last big story of the Free 30. It's about presidential assassins getting uh, getting a break, a couple of wow. breaks. I guess that's the new thing. They're the new uh, despised minority, but getting a, a second bite Give at the apple. Give them a break. Give them a break. <laughs> and then, but uh, after all of that, and before I get to the Free 30, let me tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR is it still a sin if you're coerced into getting the vaccine? So if you have a, if you, if you truly, if you request a religious exemption and you feel like you have to get the vaccine anyway, how, how would you, how would, uh, how would you approach that from a Just religious go, you go to perspective? Hell, right? Well, I'll tell you what I think. 
in the XR, and you can tell me what you think. And has General Flynn fallen completely into the rabbit hole? I'm curious to know what you have to say about that, Binkley. But before any of that, I would like to give a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show in a way that only this sponsor can do it. I dare not do a host read for this because the commercial's so great. Let's hear it. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, Share a laugh and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S dot com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. And you can use Prop 10 promo code to get 10% off of anything that you buy there. But even if you don't want to buy anything, it's very humorous. I actually have a few things from there. They really make me laugh and they make great gifts. So keep that in mind. Great shirts too. Oh, yes. Bumper stickers, everything. So also, so support our, please help support our sponsors. And the Rye Guys are really in it to spread the social commentary it's all libertarian you may start a conversation with like-minded person in your physical world which is nice so please support them and also support us we ask for support mainly in return for more content better content more opportunities so we're really expanding our offerings we my goal has always been that one in ten listeners Support us in some way. Either subscribe to Patreon or subscribe to Rockfin. Sometimes we're there, sometimes we're not. They're a little below that now because we've gotten a lot of new listeners. So if you are a new listener, please consider joining us at patreon.com slash propaganda report, where for as little as $7 a day, a month, you can get $7 a month. You get the entire DNBXR, which is at least 45 minutes of commercial-free content every single day that we post. It's almost every weekday that we post a DNB. Always get extra stuff, patron-only Q&A, all of that. If you go to Patreon and want to be a party-level patron, you can come to the DPP this Friday. Try it for one month, a Zoom party. Try it for a month and drop back down to the Truth Sponge level. No big deal. But something very exciting is now on rockfin.com slash propaganda report, we put that DNBXR in the premium channel there. So it's not going to pop up on your podcasting feed, but if you like Rockfin, it's an opportunity to get all of this and all of the exclusive content put out there by the many, many great Rockfin creators, including our good friend Sam Tripoli. So check all that stuff out. And um, even if you don't need all the extra content, it is a way for you to help us keep this train going, as Binkley says. And with that, let's get to the last big story of the Free 30. So... I was, I just saw today come across the feed, John Hinckley, remember who John Hinckley is? Who did he shoot? 
He shot Reagan and he shot James Brady, that all that gun control Brady bill. And 33 years after he shot Brady, Brady did die of his injuries, which changed the classification of Brady from being injured to uh, having been killed by Hinckley, which means that Hinckley was then guilty of homicide, murder. But they refused, they declined to charge him with murder. So they could have charged him with murder right then when when Brady died. But for some reason, they didn't. And not very long ago, a few years ago, Hinckley was released from prison and remanded to the custody of his mother where he lived with a bunch of conditions. And my, my father used to say, Always told me, it's like, if they, if you shoot a cop or presidential assassination, whatever, they absolutely throw the book at you. But if like a regular person, they just process you like everybody else. But when you hit somebody big, they will really come down on you. Well, I don't know if that's changing or what. There's two, uh, there was another story like this. So John Hinckley, this is what's crazy though about this story is that he, so he was remanded to his mother's custody. His mother just died in July. And the prosecutors, so they were asking that he, his defense or whatever, saying that he should have no conditions upon his release. And his, the conditions that he is like not in jail anymore, but lives with his mom. These are the conditions. Can't use alcohol or profess a, uh, possess a firearm. He can't contact any of the people whose um, family member he hurt. He can't watch violent movies or TV. He can't use porn. Um, he can't speak to the press. He can't erase his computer's web browsing history. There's, there's a, a few things, but a lot of them sound like good things for him not to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he and and the prosecutor said, "Look, his mother just died. He will he will be living alone for the first time ever. His psychiatrist of many many years is retiring and disbanding his emotional support group, oh, and no. we just don't think this is the right time for this." But the judge went ahead and allowed it, and uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with it. But do you know the the unusual? family connection that John Hinckley, who tried to kill Reagan. The Bushes, right? Aren't they connected yes. to the Bushes? So George W. George H.W. Bush was the vice president. So if Hinckley had succeeded, H.W. would have been president. Hinckley is from an oil family who lived in Dallas, which the Bushes have a presence there. And Scott Hinckley, John Hinckley's older brother, is the is or was the pr vice president of his father's company and also a good son of Neil Bush, who was the, let's see, who is yeah, Neil Bush, the son of vice president Bush. Okay. So yes. So W's brother, Neil, there's a bunch of boys. Like, I think there's like five. Yeah. Boys. So he was friends with them and was slated to have dinner at the young Bush's home the night of the shooting. So they probably weren't in on it. They didn't even know, but they knew how bad it would look or whatever. I guess this guy Hinckley, they were, you know, pretty, pretty dramatic when your brother is just tried to kill the president. But I mean, it is kind of weird that your good friend, your brother was about to get your good friend's dad into the presidential It role. just seems like there would be some questions there. You know, with the Bushes being so close to Reagan, it, it's and they just if you Google it, these things it, are so strange. It's called a conspiracy theory.
<laughs> but it's I mean, they're, well, I'm not I'm not I'm not proposing any theory. These guys are friends. It's undisputed. I just that quote that I just <laughs> right. read was from The New York Times. So this was just this was on the heels of Sirhan Sirhan, who was convicted of assassinating RFK. He uh, RFK Jr. and another sibling, but but most of them did not want this, but Sir Hansrand was finally approved for parole. But what was crazy about his story, everyone thinks it's MK Ultra. This guy had worked in a stable. He was trying to be a jockey. He was tiny. He was in a riding accident. He seemed to have gotten hurt. Like I, I have a feeling he wasn't right in the head. He flipped around from religion to religion until he landed in the ancient mystical order of the Rose Cross, the Rosicrucians. Yes, yeah, Sir Hansrand, that's why people think that he was a like an MK Ultra guy. And anyway, so there's it's a 90-day review. It started August 27th. They may or may not um, I think Newsom could overturn that, but if not, it's going to go through and he too is going to be out and about. Well, maybe he'll go have dinner with the Bushes. Gosh, golly. Yeah. Or the Hinckley's. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, maybe they'll room together. They'll go <laughs> live in a boarding house together. Now there's a sitcom right there. Oh gosh. Wow. That is, that is dark, but I'm going to lighten it up with uh, WD Freedom has a shout out and it's a good one. It's a really good one. And I'm actually going to put the, the people he refers to their links in the show notes. One of the lessons I've taken from lockdown is corporations with central control are not good for humanity. So I want to shout out the living men and women creating useful products. Seth from redpigtools.com, hand-forged blacksmith tools your family will use for generations. Jennifer at pureblisssoap.com, handmade personal care products with essential oils and real herbs, no harsh chemicals. And the folks at naturalclothingcompany.com, 100% organic cotton boxers grown and made in the USA through family-owned businesses. I think they have other stuff there, too. Cancel your cable TV is propaganda, and we all know this report is the only propaganda worth listening to. I guess technically we are propagating, but we're propagating critical <laughs> thinking, not actual facts. But okay, a little of everything maybe to you. Uh, so this is the only propaganda worth listening to. Use your savings to support the local men and women creating healthy, durable products. Totally uh, good Sounds like good advice to me. I actually looked at all those sites. They look great. And why not? Maybe I'll even put them in the newsletter because they seem like our kind of people. Fantastic. Well, you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash report. And or go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and sign up there. We will talk to y'all tomorrow or in the DNBXR. I think I called it the Patron 15 a little while ago. DNBXR. Okay. Still getting used to the name about. change. Well, we have to because we're expanding our platform. That's right. Yeah, our operation. Yes. <laughs>